welcome to another edition of The Highline, where we're talking NASCAR tracks and racing facts, all with a heaping side of sarcasm. I'm your host, Raven Fritz, and today, we talk Atlanta. Well, last weekend brought us some drama, 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 and we have Denny Hamlin to thank for most of it. Before the cars were even out on the track for practices last weekend, the headlines were nothing but Denny Hamlin kicks Bubba Wallace out of his basketball league and out of his golf group. Now, all of this started the previous weekend at Daytona. The two had some issues on the track and outside of the track with comments made by Denny Hamlin and a response that he was not too fond of from Bubba Wallace involving a comment about drivers taking Adderall. The two took exception with each other, and there was an interesting little tete-a-tete, if you will, outside of the media center post-race at Daytona. Well, this animosity carried over into Atlanta Motor Speedway, and I can tell you that this is a feud that we're going to be seeing for a long time to come, I think. I think that Denny Hamlin is all up in his feelings about these new drivers, and I think he is not ready to accept that this new crop of talent coming up is going to be taking the spotlight away from some of the more seasoned drivers. I think Denny Hamlin has had a chip on his shoulder for quite a while. If you look at it, most of his peers now have championships on their mantles. Uh, The drivers that came up with him, Kyle Busch, Mark Truex, uh, the ones that were a class or two behind him, Brad Keselowski, they all have championship trophies. And then you've got the Harvicks and the Johnsons who all have trophies. And really, most of the ones that are his age or older or the ones that he's been driving with for quite a few years, they've all got they've all got trophies now. They've all got championship trophies. And I kind of feel like Denny Hamlin is always a bridesmaid, never a bride, especially when it comes to Toyotas. Most of the other Toyota drivers have seen phenomenal success, and he just hasn't quite hit that championship level yet. And, I mean, it's a, it's a little sad. He's been in the championship for uh, two or three times, I believe. And uh, he just always craps the bed when it comes to Homestead. He never has pulled it out there. And quite frankly, I just think he's getting frustrated with where his career is at. I think he's hit a plateau. He can win races, sure. They have fast cars. That's obvious. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But he's just never had a season that stood out as a championship caliber season. Uh, They run well, you know, week in and week out. But, I don't know, it's just like, I feel like him and the 11 FedEx team have just kind of stagnated where they're at. And I think that's really starting to come through in his performances and his responses about the sport and about other drivers. And I think it might end up getting the better of him. I think one day he's going to be so frustrated that he makes a really stupid decision on the track. Or he says a really stupid comment to the media and he's going to ultimately end up paying the price for it. So I I don't know, you know, if there's a change that needs to be made in that team. But you can definitely sense the frustration that's there. And now you've got these younger guys coming up who are, you know, pardon my French, but balls to the wall And they're not going to sit around and wait for the seasoned drivers to, you know, make their way on into retirement. They're ready to come in and take over now. And I do think it's weird that he 
started picking on Bubba Wallace, but you know, it is what it is. They're, they're obviously going to be feuds within the sport. But I don't think that it's a good look for Denny Hamlin, especially with a driver like Bubba Wallace, who is bringing in a new type of fan, a younger fan, a different audience than the sport has really ever reached before. And after Bubba's reaction in the media center at Daytona, I just, I think, I think Denny Hamlin should just move on from this one. But he seems stubborn enough that I don't think he's going to let this go. And kicking him out of his golf group and his basketball, um, kicking him out of his golf group and his basketball league just looks very petty on Denny Hamlin's part. Because both of those are opportunities to give back to charities. They both sponsor different charities. And really the only people that are going to suffer for this are going to be Denny Hamlin's reputation and the beneficiaries from either of those charities. So Denny, do better, be better. Pre-race Atlanta was also pretty dramatic for current Monster Cup champion Martin Truex Jr. and the 78 Furniture Road team. The team failed pre-race inspection three times. NASCAR said it had to do with the body scan and the rear toe alignment. It was reported that Cole Pern was visibly upset and between Cole Pern and Joe Garoni they sort of hinted in their interviews that they thought that NASCAR's equipment might not have been set up properly uh, but after failing it three times and at NASCAR's discretion a crew member can it will be ejected and they lost 30 minutes of practice time so nascar ejected crew uh nascar ejected car chief blake harris and of course truex set out 30 minutes of final practice but that didn't seem to be too much of a hindrance because martin finished second in the final practice Truex started the race back in 35th position, but by lap 13, had already made his way up to the 13th spot. I mean, that car was daggum fast, and I hated to see that it was mired back with drama before the race, because I think if they hadn't had to fight for position that first leg of the race, they could have really, really focused on fine-tuning the car and getting it up to the front to battle for the lead early on and put the fear in some of these other guys around them. So, Truex had a fast car. They never quite could get a hold of the lead. Uh, they got as high as second, and on a restart, they were first. But, ultimately, they ended up finishing the race fifth. So, what started out as a pretty dramatic weekend ended on a pretty positive note. As of now, Truex is seventh in the playoff standings and driver standings. Uh, no stage wins as of yet, but they are headed to Las Vegas, which is where he picked up his first win of the 2017 season. So that team still shows pretty good bit of speed on 1.5 mile tracks. And I think that even though it's been kind of a rocky start to the season, I don't really think there's anything to worry about with that 78 team. Uh, we're really just getting into things with only two races under our belt. And uh, I don't think that the inspection issues are going to be, you know, a major challenge that they're going to face all season. But 
others that had problems passing inspection were the 48 team. They failed twice and had to sit out 15 minutes of practice. Inspection issues were a bit of a problem last season, but now that NASCAR has a new set of rules and consequences in place, it'll be interesting to see just how much that plays a factor to the rest of the season and if they will stick to the the ejection of the car chiefs after three and then supposedly the rumor is that after four your crew chief will also be ejected so teams may not want to risk a fourth failure on the inspection but since that hasn't happened yet we don't know exactly what nascar's ruling body will decide and if that wasn't enough drama for the weekend, the start of the race was originally pushed forward an hour because the radar showed that there was so much rain coming through the area. And then it was pushed back about an hour and a half um, for the delayed start of the race because they got rain. And so everybody just... Everybody was saying, oh, the race isn't going to happen today, or it'll be tonight before it happens, because obviously Atlanta has lights, uh, or that it was going to, people were pushing for it prime time on Monday. But the race ended up starting, even though it was just a little bit late, and they got through the entire thing with no rain breaks and no weepers. So they got that out of the way, and everybody was wrong on the weather forecast. But the rain didn't seem to slow down the Fords any because happy harvick was back at it again and it was another dominant showing of the fords and their speed kevin harvick ended up back in victory circle at atlanta motor speedway where he picked up his first cup win back in 2001 harvick had such a good day and so much speed they even redefined the term harvicking from what used to mean pushing someone into the middle of an argument or chaos to now being to now being used to describe the lane or the line that he was running in Atlanta that nobody else could seem to figure out or get in and run as good as he could. But other Fords that made a huge showing were Clint Boyer of all people. Honestly, after the Waltrip drama and ever since he's been at Stewart Haas, I kind of forget about Clint Boyer. Um, but he ended up finishing third and the first, okay, so spots one, two, and three were all taken up by Fords at Atlanta. You had Kevin Harvick in first, Brad Kozlowski finished second, Clint Boyer finished third, and then there were two other Fords in the top 10. So that's 50% of the top 10 at Atlanta were Fords. There were three Toyotas and two Chevys. The two Chevys weren't until spots nine and ten and those belonged to kyle larson and chase elliott uh yeah the fords have major major speed let's see ryan blaney and eric amarola also finished in the top 15 and then ricky stenhouse and paul menard were the last fords to round out the top 20 so yeah ford is definitely having some domination on the speed charts and finishing out races one other surprising finish would be that of Jimmy Johnson. Johnson is a seven-time champion who is struggling a little bit. And it's kind of odd to say that he's struggling after only two races in, one of which was a restrictor plate race. But Johnson just doesn't really seem to be the Johnson that we all know and 
love or hate, depending on which side of the coin you land. But let's see, Johnson finished, Jimmy Johnson finished 27th at Atlanta and is currently, Johnson currently sits 35th in the cup standing. Speaking of cup standings, our current leader is Joey Logano with Ryan Blaney six points behind him. We got Denny Hamlin, Kevin Harvick, Clint Boyer, Austin Dillon, Martin Truex Jr., Kurt Busch, Paul Menard, Eric Almarola, Kyle Busch, and Brad Keselowski rounding out the top 12 in cup standings after our first two races. We head off to another one and a half mile track this weekend in Las Vegas. Things should start to take a little bit more shape after we get another mile and a half track under our belt. That's all for this week. We head off to Las Vegas and we'll see where the chips fall. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Raven Fritz. This has been The High Line, where we talk NASCAR tracks and racing facts, all with a side of sarcasm. Be sure to stay connected on Twitter for future episodes at TheRavenFritz. And I will see you guys next time.